Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. If you are single, you might be going through a period of time of feeling stuck. Does it sound familiar, especially during this time of year? I'm hearing a lot of people feeling stuck. Maybe you're feeling powerless, angry, even resentful about things, why things are not progressing in your dating or relationships. You know, you may struggle to do what it takes to get out there and date, or maybe, you know, you resist the pressure to commit fully to your relationships or maybe doing everything you can, but your dating partners just aren't matching your efforts. Whatever the reason for your dating and relationship dissatisfaction, there are probably some underlying beliefs that are driving your emotions, driving your behaviors and disconnections. And that's causing you not to move on, not to progress. So I want to go over some common contributing factors that may resonate with you. So as you're listening to this, kind of check them off for yourself. It could be one, it may be part of it, or it could be all of it. The number one contributing factor I find is that you might be creating an altered world. I don't know how many of you are watching WandaVision right now. I'm obsessed with it because my sons are, (laughs) and I love it, but I almost feel like it's WandaVision in reverse. And what I mean by that is that you might be creating a negative world for yourself, not a positive one. So I see this happen a lot where singles you know, tend to focus on what's going wrong in their lives because they've had like a series of bad experiences or dates or relationships. And instead of focusing on what's right or what could be, they focus on what's going wrong. And although this is natural, it's actually a choice. Believing is seeing. And the more we focus on what is going wrong, the more convinced we become that what we see is real, thus dismissing evidence to the contrary, right? The truth is others do notice, invest, and value you. What you're doing does make a difference, and the issues with attraction, chemistry, or flaws are inherent to all relationships. It's not just you, but sometimes when you're in that world, you feel like it's just you, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's your world. And then that's the reality that you created. So that's, that's a first factor. Another factor might be that you're in reactive mode versus proactive. And what I mean by that is you might be waiting for that guy or that gal to initiate the chemistry that you so desire. So maybe you're not flirting until you feel something and you might use more shoulds in your vocabulary. So, well, you know, you should yourself to lose weight. You should be more social. You should commit. You should get that profile going. You should flirt, da 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 You might feel an like immediate disinterest in doing all these things because it's like, nothing's happening and you're waiting for that thing to happen. And not only do the should statements create feelings of shame and inadequacy, it causes you to shut down too. And the more passive and disengaged you are in the dating and relationships, the less passion you're going to feel. So it just all feels frustrating. 
All right. The third reason or factor could be that you're focusing too much on others. And I did a whole podcast on this recently. So I encourage you to listen to that if you haven't. And it's really like putting yourself first. And maybe you're not. Maybe you are, you know, just really focusing on trying to get that connection, that right date, that right relationship, and you're not letting people earn you. And the focus becomes so much on the other person that you lose yourself in situations and people that aren't good for you. So here you are, you fix them up, you fill them up, and you make them feel amazing. And then time goes by and they become disinterested. And they take advantage of you or worse yet, ghost you. And so you may even end up being their rebound or transitional romance and have acted as their bridge for them to find the next person they end up with. Does this sound familiar? So think about these three things. Now, the fourth contributing factor, which I find is probably inherent in the last three that I just went over, and that is fear. Fear is the biggest like demon, I would say, of all, because fears, there's all different kinds of fears. And again, I did a whole podcast on this, but it could be a fear of rejection. It could be a fear of failure, fear of abandonment. And and those are the most common fears that will prevent you from getting too close to someone. So if you've had a string of bad dating experiences, bad relationships, you've been hurt in the past, guess what happens? Your guard goes up. And you will be slower to trust anyone and maybe you're not as open. So the big problem is that in effort to protect yourself from getting hurt, you're not open enough or allowing people to really get to know you, to feel you. So you end up attracting those non-committal, the ones that don't progress, aka, or emotionally unavailable relationships. So marinate in those as we move on to talk today, because I have someone very special on, and I, it's a woman who I don't know at all. She's been in my Facebook group. She did my flirt challenge, um, and she heard me on another podcast. I'm super excited to have this conversation with her, and she's needing a little help around progressing in her love life. And for some reason, whether it's online or off, she's not finding that right person to move on with and hope that I can help her shed a little light on what's happening and give her some value and how to help her. Welcome, Susan. Are you there? Hi, Kim. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm so glad that you're on here. Oh, me too. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you. Yeah, no, this is great. So I would love maybe just, you know, share a little bit about who you are and, you know, what's going on and what, more importantly, what's been challenging in your dating life? Uh, I am a geriatric care manager, which is a social worker that specializes in older adults. And I've been divorced for a long time at this point, but I've had um, brief periods of trying to date uh, surrounded with longer periods of uh, insane work hours and family things, elderly parents and all those sort of things where I didn't add another person into the picture. Mm. And then the last, um, maybe about three years ago, I decided I was ready to try to start again. So I lost some weight, bought some clothes, a couple things off the checklist already. Uh, And then the first year I 
this would be like prior to COVID, I um, was on match and I had a number of the the one and done kind of dates mm-hmm. and um, uh, one that I saw maybe six or seven dates and another that I saw for about three months before I realized that he really was not as honest with me about some things as he claimed he was. Mm. Um, So I ended that relationship in the beginning of February and in the middle of February, we hit COVID. So I also would become a little bit disillusioned with, um, match because I was getting the same guys recycling Mm -hmm. um, and either they were not responding to my approach or they were not, you know, I wasn't getting approached by them. And the ones that I was, you know, they just were not my type of person. I prefer men with teeth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, they look like the chain gang. And how many fish do you want to see? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also on Match, I felt like they were all describing themselves as skydivers and scuba divers and dragon slayers and, you know, marathon runners and, you know, well, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I changed to elite and I have found it's like a little nicer um, level of men, but I'm having the same problems with the ones that I approach. Mm-hmm. I can tell they've looked at my uh, profile because you can see who's looked, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, maybe more than a couple of texts back and forth or the ones that do respond right away. They want to get off of uh, the site and go to some chat room kind of thing, which I have found to be that's where how the scammers kind of start. And so on the uh, ones that I do would like to see in person, you know, we just got the ability to uh, be back in restaurants to a certain, you know, with specific uh, rules about COVID. Um, so I would just really love to be able to practice some of the flirt techniques that you taught us. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it just, it's it's frustrating when you don't even get a chance to. Yeah. Okay. I so hear that frustration. Um, I mean, beyond the guys with no teeth and (laughs) things not working in that direction and dragon slayers and all that, because obviously we can't change those guys, right? Like they're no, no. Um, have you pinpointed for yourself? I, I know like, you know, obviously there was a period of time where you had to, you know, take care of business, so to speak. And, um, have you, noticed any patterns for yourself that's been challenging as a dater that you're like, okay, I think I need to work on this. Well, I mean, the dating, the actual physical dating is 
virtually non-existent. I think I've had two dates and uh, the, it's a little bit hard to get them to want to do either a zoom date or Mm. they're just not crazy about that idea. And I don't, I don't understand why that part, because I'm sure Mm -hmm. most of the people that I'm interested in, they all must be using zoom or some variety of online meeting, uh, information. Um, so that it's just been, I feel so, like I'm in a maze of brick walls. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Right. And so you're not even getting to the point where you can have any kind of date, Zoom date or in person. It just nothing right. progresses. You mentioned flirting. Like how have things been with your flirting techniques online? Like just in the ways of your texting. That's been good. That's yeah? been good. Oh, I, I have a really good example. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> One man uh, told me that he was a, let me think, combustion engineer, which is a little over my head, but um, it, he works on creating furnaces that are more efficient and less environmentally bad. And I said something like, sounds like um, you're good at heating things up. And he, Ooh. I, I, bam. He, was, he was like, I think he fell over. <laughs> That's great. So, but, okay. You know, I think, and I don't know that in person I would actually say that, but uh-huh. it was easy to do behind the screen. Okay, um, good. So you're getting that script down, it sounds like. Yeah. And, way. you know, in other situations, I'll use um, maybe a, a, a wink emoji or. Um, you know, something like, oh, you're making me blush or, mm-hmm. I, you know, to, to try to put at least some um, emotion into typing. Yeah, I can tell you did my flirt challenge and you, you're a good student. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening, this was part of like some of the techniques that I was uh, teaching y'all. So so that's good. Um, I, the second question I have is, how long are these exchanges going on for? Like, how long do you hang in there with a conversation, say, until it just dies? Uh, a couple have only been short, you know, maybe a few days of here and there back and forth. And a couple have been longer, maybe yeah, it, mm-hmm. what killed the longer ones is when I suggested the um, Zoom date. So what happened with that? Like maybe in that example, walk, walk me through like what was said, how it was said, and then what happened? Uh, I suggested that we do that. And he said something to the effect of, well, you know, that would be okay. What is your availability? Which I thought was good. And, Mm um, you know, we talked about a day and time and, but then it didn't happen. Who talked about a day and time? Like we did that night. I said, Mm -hmm. well, you know, I work from home, so I'm really pretty flexible. Um, you know, so whenever you're good and actually a lot of people are working from home, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that certainly doesn't mean they're always available because like I do have conference calls and other zoom meetings for work. Um, but I could certainly put it on my calendar to do a zoom date, uh, or, you know, weekends, what the heck do we do on the weekend evenings these days? You know, right. so like, did he pick a time at that point? And did he actually, well, we set one up, but that was the last I heard from him. And I, I think I sent a message back, like, did something happen or Mm. never? And I never heard back then. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So that was an example of something. Okay. Um, my other question, this is beyond just like the online dating. Cause, and, and I just know this being like a caretaker myself. You've heard me talk about being a social worker and I know you're a social worker and plus you're, you're, you sound like a very caring person. Like, has that been something that you've been dealing with a lot, like in your relationships? Like how have that played out with you being that caregiver? Um, only I would say it was obvious to me that the one man that I saw, uh, over a year ago, I broke up with over a year ago. I saw him a couple months. Mm -hmm. Um, he had some, um, alcohol problems and he told me that Mm. he'd been in AA for 15 years. And I thought, well, if anybody ought to understand somebody in recovery, it should be me, but he really wasn't in recovery. And when that became obvious to me, it was like way off the charts bad. And I just said, you know what, I I can't put this in my life. Um, You know, there's nothing I can do to change this or help you with it. Mm -hmm. You have to do that yourself. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I had to tell him I didn't want to see him anymore four times. And then I texted it so he could review. Mm. (laughs) Do you, I mean, I know that was just like an example and I'm not sure like what, your marriage was like, but do you tend to like attract kind of these lopsided relationships where you end up, you know, kind of being more the, the care giver? Um, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the, most of the men that I have either had a date with or dated or a while back when I dated more, they're all, um, pretty smart. I, that I like smart men. I like, Mm -hmm. um, people that have good social skills and, you know, enjoy like performing arts and things like that. So they've, I, I must say, I really believe they're all good guys. Even the man that was a really good person with a really big problem. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I just said, I, I've been through enough in my life. I can't add him to the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good that you had like those boundaries for yourself, you know, that you oh. were able to do that. Cause you know, there's some people who would stay in that and just try to fix it kind of thing. No, I, mm-hmm. I understand how that system all works and I, there's nothing I can do and I can't add that to my life at this point in life. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I guess the reason why I was asking is I, I wondered if there was like a pattern that you had detected, you know, just in, in like who you're getting attracted to and, and even like the way that you're vetting guys online, like, is there a certain type for instance? Um, well, I appreciate men that have a good education and mm-hmm. have had a havers have had a professional career. Um, um, you know, I don't care if they're divorced, if they have kids or no kids or, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm pretty open to, you know, I mean, I have adult children, so it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean I would never be, um, you're always a mom at some point, but my kids are fully functioning adult men. So I, it's more of a social relationship these days, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they don't rely on me for, you know, kid things anymore. They're all adults. So, mm-hmm. um, and some of them still had some younger kids. They must've had children. I must've been the one that had kids young. They were older. So, but it doesn't bother me if they have younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these, the youngest I can remember anybody had somebody that was, uh, still in high school and, and I, I did have a little like, Ooh, <laughs> that's a mm. rough age. I thought I was done with that. Uh, can I ask but, you a question? You know, I have, sure. I, I, I ha- I'm just hearing something and I wonder if I'm just, I'm occur- it's occurring to me as you're talking, are you really detailed oriented? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hear that. Like I hear, it's interesting, like how you answer questions and maybe even this is, you know, something to take a look at in the ways of like your conversations and how you're even vetting some of these guys is, is that you, you answer in a lot of detail and facts, you know, kind of factual stuff versus maybe like something that's more an emotion. And I wonder like, are you able to like be more vulnerable and express your feelings and be more in like your kind of, you know, personal state when you're talking, especially in the beginning? Or do you tend to be more reserved and kind of chit chat? I tend to be more reserved in the beginning, but yeah. uh, once I... I trust people until they show me that I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but in order to really be more vulnerable, I feel like I have to feel a little safe anyway. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's a little, you know, I'm try- we're trying to crack the code, right? <laughs> you know, right, as we're like right. talking. That's and what I'm here for. Yeah. And it's a little bit of detective work. And I, I think like, I, I guess even just in some of the answers, you you tend to get m- more focused on like the details of things rather than the feelings of things. And, and maybe just like even thinking back on some of like your conversations. And I, I find this to be true a lot with like people who are like a little more introverted in nature and like slower to warm up where, you know, mm-hmm. like once you feel kind of safe and you're having a good conversation, then you then you can kind of let your guard down and be 
you know, because you're, I mean, you're a good conversationalist. It's not bad at all. It's just, I wonder like how long it takes to get to kind of that underneath part, you know, where like a guy can maybe feel that chemistry with you rather than just kind of the topical surfacey talk. Because, um, you know, I was just working with a woman, I'll give you a for instance, who had a little bit of this going on and, you know, she's, she's lovely and, and she was having some good conversation. But when I looked at her text exchanges, for instance, it was just kind of vanilla. Like, I mean, you know, there was a cute little flirty things like you're, you're describing, but I don't think the guys were getting a sense of the emotional side of her, like to really like feel her. So like these conversations would just kind of die. And the more we kind of crafted her ability to be in more of her vulnerable and like have her share things about her that were a little below the surface, as, as I say, um, her, her conversations got so much better and progressed. And then she was moving on to video dates. Like there was something about what she was sharing that was kind of like slowing things down. And then guys just weren't sure like what to make of her. And I just wondered if you had thought about that or if that resonates with you. Um, possibly. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, as I'm trying to digest it, I, I'm wondering like, well, what would I, what, give me an example of what I should bring into it to give a yeah. more emotion. Right, right. You know, um, there's, so I'll give you like a, for instance, um, you know, there's a difference between a chat and, and this could be like online or even like while you're having a conversation, say there's a difference between an, an often question is, Oh, you know, where'd you go to school? For instance, let's just say it's something kind of like that. Right. And you know, a typical answer might be, Oh, you know, I went to Yale university and I studied speech communications and business marketing. And, um, I took such and such courses and I went there for three years and, you know, a little bit like what you were doing when you were telling me about these guys and like you weren't really answering in the ways of the emotional patterns. You were doing more the detail, which just think about that for a second. So, so that's a conversation that a lot of people might have versus answering it. Oh, I went to Yale university and I loved college. It was one of my like best periods of my life. In fact, when I was in college, I did X, Y, and Z. And you start like telling a little story about something that happened to you or or why it was special to you versus the details of what you studied and where you went. Does that make sense? Like, do you hear that difference? Yeah, I, I've, tried to do some of that because you know Mm -hmm. where did you go to school tends to be a big early um kind of topic right and I said well I started college at UIC but the only thing I learned there was my social security number and then I (laughs) got married I only went two years got married had four kids one has special needs so you know, life was on standstill until I finally went back to school, got my bachelor's degree from uh, Dominican, used to be Rosary College. Now it's called Dominican University in River Forest. 
because I'm really into the red brick and ivy kind of looking school. And um, they were just great with adult students. And I, they opened the social work graduate school there. And it was almost like a no-brainer. I went there for my master's degree, too. Okay, stop right there. See, you're doing it again. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, the the first the first part was really good. And then you're going into a lot of details. Okay. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, look, there's, it's not that there's anything wrong with it at all, but I'm wondering if, and obviously, I mean, this is more of like the coaching, coaching stuff, you know, but just to give you like a slice of, I'm wondering if it's getting just like too detail oriented where like you're losing the guys, you know, like you're just kind of losing that moment of the feeling mm. and the flirtation of it and keeping things kind of lighter and fun. Cause that okay. also got kind of serious and then it got real detail oriented and businesslike. Okay. So like when I tell them like, you know, probably the worst thing I ever did in life was, uh, lie about being 12 and riding the CTA for half price so that I uh-huh. could get to, to Wrigley Field on Tuesdays. And then I lied that I was 14 to get in free on Ladies Day. Yeah. Like that's cute. Like that yeah. might be a fun way of like, and even like that could be a gr- great answer online even, you know, like as you guys are. Well, just I, ex- I have. You you have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I grew up in Chicago and you know, somebody will say like, well, where, what part and right. oh yeah. Diehard Cubs fan. And you know, that's one of my little, you know, I, I mean, I have this basic Girl Scout kind of personality. So, um, Mm-hmm. You know, that to me, that was a bad thing. You lied to ride the CTA for half fare and then you lied to get in for free because I was right. 13. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- no, those are little cute tidbits. I, I guess it's just, you know, and again, like I haven't seen your exchanges and we're just kind of taking some poking holes a little bit at different things. But I would take a look at just, you know, just how fact-driven and detail-oriented your exchanges are and and keeping it more in the fun part and, and also dropping those hankies, keep dropping those hankies about getting on the phone and seeing, you know, the, the Zoom dates. And here's the thing, like, you can't force these guys to, to be no. on Zoom. And if, if the guys don't want to, and they get pushy, um, or they're like, I don't, I just want to meet in person, blah, blah. Like, again, like, they're not your guys, you know, you don't have to force anything. Oh, and, right. Right. And so I've adopted that attitude. Yeah. That. Yeah. So I think that's one thing is just maybe looking at like just the progression of your conversations. The second thing that I wonder about is, um, you know, just really taking a look at your dating portfolio, as I call it, <laughs> you know, just like your financial portfolio, you got to diversify as much as possible. So besides online, like what are some other things that you're doing? And I know that in COVID it's been very tough, but you know, 
I, you and I chatted a little bit beforehand. I know you have a demanding job and that can be consuming. And like, what is also like just some levity and social things that you could do even virtually to get those social muscles, like going and meeting people in different ways. Like there's a ton of virtual activities that are happening, even speed dating. Well, I do belong to a number of the meetup groups Uh and, um, you know, which is all online and yet, even if you have like text box or a chat box conversation mm-hmm. to someone there, nothing has really ever emerged from it. So I, have you been open to trying to flirt with people in those venues? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when... Because if you go to the same ones, the same people start to show up at them. Uh-huh. And so, you, you know, you can ask them a question about something or say, you know, oh, new haircut or, you know, I mean, you start to notice mm-hmm. things that they look different or um, something that they talked about uh, with the group or. So I've, I've tried a little bit. Uh, the only people that have approached me from meet up have turned out to be it doesn't take very long into a conversation to know this is a, a, a scam guy setting you up and they all have the same story so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well um, and you know the things that you can try I mean not everything's gonna work and you're gonna find that and I think I think you're in a little bit of that like contributing factors that I was talking about where you've had a string of kind of bad experience, like things just aren't working. So then it, it's, it does, it feels like insanity doing the same thing, trying, trying to get a different result. And I always say, this is the time where you just have to do like a break state and break, just do something different to re-energize you. And I think the more that you, you know, put yourself out there in different ways to practice this. And like you said, it sounds like flirting has gotten better for you, like on, on at least the paper part, you know, the text changes, but like how you can do that and practice more the in-person flirting, moving to doing more virtual experiences to practice that even, you know? And like, I would, like, if I were you, I would sign up for something new every single week just to practice not getting attached to the outcome because that's what flirting is all about. Not getting attached to the guy that doesn't have a lot of teeth or the dragon slayers, but like, could you talk to them and just practice flirting with them and opening up your mind a little bit just so that you can start feeling something? Because here's the thing, like when you get to like fact driven and, and kind of like in that zone of like who you're getting attracted to and who, who not, this is what I do. And I practice with my clients all the time. And at first it's really hard for them. Cause they're like, Kim, I'm not attracted to those guys, but it's amazing. Well, that's what I'm sitting here thinking. Right. Like, isn't that sending them a wrong message? Right. Well, the caretaker in you are going, of course, you're going to think of like the other person. I know, <laughs> I know that. Um, and I think that really what it is, is you're not being mean, but you're, you're actually just opening your, your connection to, to other people. And if you look at it that way, where you're, it, I, it's like business networking, 
right? Like I believe dating is just like business. You, you have to meet as many people as you can. And, it, and the more people you meet, you don't know who they know. Right. And, well, and, you know, you don't know in the beginning who might be amazing for you in the end. And so I think it is a little bit of like opening up you just possibilities more with what you're trying, who you're trying with, and also getting more practice at just flirting and dating in general. Because it sounds like that would be amazing for you right now. Oh, I would welcome it. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. You know, I yeah. just I feel like you need just that, like a dating plan, like just sit down and map out like different things you can do, but also in ways of strategies. You know, again, like the client that I was working with the other day, like when I looked into her conversations that was going on in her account, it was much different than as she was even describing it to me. You know, sometimes it's hard to even just when you're in it, see what's happening and who she was getting attracted to was also interesting to me. I did this with someone else the other day. It was so funny. I'm not saying this happens to you, but like the little things that you can miss sometimes Every guy that she was getting attracted to was like 10 years younger. She wasn't even like looking at the age. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying this is you, but for her, she was missing that detail. And then she was wondering why they were all kind of like players with her. Well, I'm like, but these guys are 10 years younger than you. Like they're not, they're not in the same space. She goes, Kim, the funniest thing is I wasn't even looking at their age. I was just looking at their picture. I said, yeah. Like, well, Right? Like that. <laughs> well, I, I look yeah. at the picture and I think, could I see myself in the picture next to him? And if they uh-huh. look like Mr. GQ, oh no, because I'm not, I don't look like Mrs. GQ. <laughs> well, how do you know that you don't look like Mrs. GQ? Like maybe also there's something with that. Like, and this was the last thing I was going to explore with you is that you said that recently you lost a lot of weight and you got some new clothes. Like, how do you feel about your sexy image right now? I think pretty good, actually. I, I think I draw, you know, I'm dressing so much better than, um, mm-hmm. you know, I lost the weight about maybe over two years ago now. And, but that was when I decided oh, I can, I think I can get back into this again. And nice, it, it's a lot more fun to buy clothes when you can, buy more th- different things and be comfortable in them and uh, have something that if something comes up kind of last minute, you've got something to wear. So. Yeah. Yeah. See, and this is like a new journey for you. And I think like the other thing I would, and obviously like, I, I don't, I haven't seen your profile, but there also could be things in ways of like your pictures. That's also preventing you from like, I, some of the guys I, that you want. I do to. think that is something that I need to. I I looked at a couple of photographers to do um, like a photo shoot, but it's not inexpensive. And yeah. and the one guy that I actually spoke to about it, he wanted to do it all outside, which I think is great, except for right now. What in Chicago? <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> I said, yeah, like, yeah. you're kidding. I, I thought he was going to suggest like a museum or, you know, something with an interesting backdrop. Or, but 
I was like, I cannot see. What good does that do? You know, who sees you when you have a winter coat on? Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that. Well, I have some ideas around that because, you know, there's, I think it always starts with the way that you're marketing yourself. Like there could be some things with your conversation, but also just like what your messages are in your pictures, you know, and if you're not seeing yourself as Mrs. GQ, like my hope for you is that like, if I ever were to have you back, I would want you starting the podcast with, hi, it's Susan, Mrs. GQ here. <laughs> like that's, I think there's something there with your sexy confidence. You're still kind of not totally believing or seeing that woman. And the more you see yourself that way, that's when other guys will too. And it starts with just like, yeah, like that photography session, I think will be amazing for you. And to get started, I mean, obviously like you have to thaw out a little bit over there in Chicago, but yeah, um, I do offer these virtual makeover sessions. I'll just kind of plug myself, obviously, to help you just get like an assemblance of what's going on. And I, I do take a deep dive into your profile and see like what what is happening and do like a whole image assessment and first impression assessment with that. And then also giving you some ideas of different clothes and teaching you about your body type and what men find sexy and, you know, just giving you like kind of a blueprint and a game plan around it. Well, I've been paying attention. So yeah, I was going to say that would be one idea. And the second idea I would have for you is that I would do a dress, what I call a dress rehearsal with your pictures. And so instead of waiting for, um, spring to happen. I don't know if you have like somebody who you know who could maybe take some pictures even just in the comfort of your own home. Just pick a day and get all dolled up and change like three different outfits and just get some new pictures and do a dress rehearsal. And you know, it all only takes like one or two good pictures that maybe you can replace the pictures that you have up there now and, yeah. and see what happens cuz also when you change the pictures, you change the algorithms and you get a new pool of people that can possibly see you. So that would be just strategy-wise something that you could, you know, pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, I do, I do think the pictures could be improved. I think what I have are nice, but it's not like the ones that look like uh, they had a photographer help them. Yeah. But- yeah. No, it, the, I mean, for, there's nothing like a photography session. And also I think beyond just the pictures themselves, I think psychologically you experiencing that and seeing you as a goddess in those pictures, I think would be such a like boost for you, you know, with your sexy confidence and, you know, moving into that when you do have video dates, like having that air about you, that energy about you and practice that flirtiness with your sexy confidence. I think it'll start like integrating. So I think overall, like in some, you know, there may be a little bit around just your marketing, right? So it could be the pictures. I would definitely look at that. Absolutely. Yeah. The the way that you're seeing yourself a little bit and the world is a little bit, I'm just hearing it. It's, I'd like you more to 10, you know, like I think you're getting there, but I think if you could just shake things up and do some things that are different and see and just open up your mind, open up your connections and interactions and just practice. You're not, I've never had a guy go to a psych ward because a woman was just saying hi to him. (laughs) Just so you know, like FYI, it's not like, I think you're making it a way big a deal and you're just vetting too hard. Just like 
just say hello to a ton of guys right now and just get you some Zoom dates. And I think things will start opening up and flowing a little bit more. Okay. Well, I can, I can work those things in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be interested. And, and I was about to announce this. I have something that's pretty cool coming up March 3rd that you should definitely come to. It's free. Um, and I'll, I'll share a little bit about it, but it's how to, how to progress and giving you a roadmap in that progression. So that would be another resource for you. And just like, keep doing things, put, keep putting yourself in action and doing different things to get re-energized with all this. Okay. I'm, I'm like panned up. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel? Any um, I feel like a few things that I didn't think about you brought to my attention. Such as? And such while as. the being overly detailed and mm-hmm. not emotional enough um, or giving enough of vulnerable to my inside of me and things that we talk about um the uh, getting some better more professional pictures is certainly on my list Mm -hmm. uh and and just um you know i i really haven't said okay to a lot of people because i felt like I cannot see myself in the picture with this man. Yeah. So uh, what have I got to lose, right? A hundred percent. You're you're losing now. Right, right. By I not agree. doing it, right? And and that's the thing that's funny about when we stop ourselves from doing anything, because we always think about, oh, but what if? Or I should. And, well, and you those- think, what if I, you know, flirt with the crazy guy out there. (laughs) What if, what if, what if? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think you're thinking way too much ahead of things and you're, you're caring too much about these guys or hurting them. And again, like most men are thrilled for a pretty lady like you to say hello to them. Like that, that's, that's not in their mind, you know? And, and in your, and your efforts to vet for some of this stuff and your fear around getting one of these scammers or, or that whatever is going on in your mind is preventing you from making connections, period. Well, I'm, I've had the scammers. I oh mean, yeah. You'll, I mean, they're, they're uh, everywhere. Susan, they're everywhere. Yeah. Like they're, they're in the grocery store too. Like they're, they're, they're walking everywhere. They're in, they're online, they're offline, but because you've, you've had that experience, trust yourself and know that you're not going to, you're not going to oh, move on with any of those anyway. So, no, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, I think start seeing yourself in the picture with the GQ guy, because you are a GQ girl. And that, that is, that is the darn truth. Uh, that one I'm not so sure about. Right. And that's why I want you back on the podcast when you start saying that. (laughs) That's my, that's my hope for you is that you'll start seeing yourself. And again, like everybody has their own interpretation as a 10, you know, whatever that is. But I, I do want you looking in the mirror and saying, yeah, like. I love who I see. I, this is, I am a 10 in my mind and, and what I am and who I am. This is my version of 10, you know, and you deserve to have someone just like you, but you know, to get that, you got to just open that up and have that mindset. And I, I do think that you'll start making some dents and movement. 
okay, I, I'm open to trying because y'all, like we just said, what have I got to lose? I'm not getting anywhere doing it my way. I might as well try (laughs) it your way. Yeah. Oh, Susan, thank you so much for coming on and, and just being vulnerable right here and sharing. And I know, you know, you listening can relate to so much of what Susan's saying. I think we've all been through those periods of time where, you know, just things aren't clicking or working for whatever reason. And it is just like having that outside perspective and doing some different strategies and approaches to getting the results. So Thank you so much. Um, I thank you. You are so welcome. I do want to hear your next conversation with the dragon slayer. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good one. And thanks for joining me today. You listening, and this has been the Charisma Quotient. I am your host, Kimmy Seltzer, of course. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, as always. And here is the thing that I was talking to Susan about. I am doing a special free fireside chat coming up March 3rd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's called, it's so perfect for what we were just talking about, the 2021 Dating Progression Roadmap to help you get unstuck and get moving into your love life. And if you're like Susan and you feel like you're getting nowhere fast, either with dating or your relationships, come and join us and you're going to get a chance to talk to the other women. We're going to be meeting on Zoom. It's an intimate setting. You'll learn more tips on how to progress online. I'm going to do some hot seat coaching. You can get to apply for that. Um, And you will get directly coached by me. But here's the thing, you have to register because Zoom caps the amount of people that I can have in there. So definitely click the link that you see in the show notes or on my website. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. So stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day.